Should the reward for a mitzvah be a motivator for me? The answer, of course, of course, right? It's a, it's a part of Torah. The Rambam writes it in Hilchis Tshuva Perikyud, and he also discusses it in his uh, Pirush Hamishnah, the beginning of the tenth chapter of Sanhedrin, at length. That it is his opinion that all people begin serving Hashem for ulterior motivations, which can be called Oyved Miyira or Amanas Pras for the purposes of receiving a reward, and then they graduate to being Oyved Mi'ava, to serving Hashem out of love, or what's called Lishma, doing things, learning Teda and doing mitzvahs for the sake of Teda and mitzvahs, rather than an alternative, an extraneous reward. As the expression is, schar mitzvah, mitzvah, the reward for a mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. Not a second mitzvah, but the mitzvah itself. So Yiddishkeit includes, on a very basic level, the idea that we learn Teda and do mitzvahs in order to be given schar, reward. Now, we all know the higher standards. We talk about them, right? We all learn the, first, the second mission in Pirkei that Antignus Ishtaychi said you should not serve Hashem for the sake of schar, you should serve Hashem not for the sake of reward, the purpose of serving Hashem should be the service itself. Or like it's brought in the Kocha from the Rebbe Marash, that is a strange other girse, another version to the Mishnayis, that it doesn't say um, which means you shouldn't be as a servant who serves as a master for the purposes of reward, but rather you should serve your master without the reason, the need to be rewarded. So the alternative version is which means you shouldn't be as a servant who serves as a master for the sake of reward, you should be as a servant to serve his master on the condition that he not be rewarded. It's a much stronger form. And of course, that's the source of the Rambam in Hilchus Chovah and so on, that there's something called Lushma, serving Hashem for the sake of serving Hashem alone, which is, of course, optimum and ideal and true. Um, what the Rambam observes at length in the Pidush Mishnayis is... If a person learns Torah and does mitzvahs, because you're going to give him a dollar, you're going to give him a cookie, you're going to give him flattery, you're going to give him a toy, the tragedy of that is that the toy is more important than the mitzvah, that the flattery is the is more important than the Torah, and it seems silly to dedicate so much of oneself or oneself entirely to Torah and mitzvahs if the real motivation is a cookie, or a toy, or money, or flattery. And he therefore speaks about being Ovid Lishma. Um, the Rebbe, of course, in the very famous Sikha, of which there's a number of different versions, and look at the Sikhas, about the story of the Rebbe Rashab crying as a boy of four or five. Why Hashem does not show himself to me? So the Rebbe learned from the fact that we know the story, and the story has reached us that today every child. And a child, a child who's not yet old enough to be given instruction from another, could be so sensitive that his motivation for being a Yid is that Hashem should reveal himself to him. 
All those things are true and real. But I think it's very important to be honest with ourselves. If I cannot be the best Yid, is my alternative not to be a Yid at all? Or is my alternative to be the best Yid I can be? In other words, something gets lost in this mix. And I understand why it gets lost, but something is lost in the mix. There's almost this feeling that since the ideal way of serving Hashem is Lishma, the reason to do a mitzvah is so the mitzvah itself, the reason to study Torah is the Torah itself without an alternative motivation, that's the be-all and end-all. We're embarrassed to say to ourselves, let alone to another, that I need Hashem to give me health and panasa and shalom bayis and children and nachas and all the other things that people need and want. The bottom line is that this is your level then this is your level. And if you need a motivation for Torah and mitzvahs, then have a motivation for mitzvahs. Of course, we all know the classic idea that we're not making deals, which means if I say to Hashem, I'll learn Torah and do mitzvahs for this chad, for this reward, and He doesn't give it to me, I'm still going to learn Torah and do mitzvahs. And the Gemara says, I'm giving $100 to Tzadik that my son who's dying should live. He's called the perfect Tzadik. And of course the question is asked by all the Rishonim and Achreinim, what kind of Tzadik is that? He's giving money to Tzadik so his son should live. And the answer is because he's not saying that if his son won't live, he's taking back the Tzadik. Or he didn't want to give it. So the, tztok, the mitzvah is a mitzvah. But there's an almanas, there's a condition that we want. Um, but I think the most important thing is that we do good deeds. You know, they, they used to be in Lubavitch. Let's just talk about Lubavitch. This tradition of Tzniyas, right? Nobody should know what you're doing. Everything has to be a secret. And they never talk so much about Pirsum, people announcing what they're doing. And uh, part of the reason for people to announce what they're doing, or to use an example which is much more personal to Chabadnikis, when you do good deeds, you write the Rebbe Aduch. You inform the Rebbe of the good things you did. The Rebbe asked for the Duch. He wanted the Duch. If he didn't get the Duch, he complained about it, or he wouldn't acknowledge the things that you did until you sent him the report. Part of that reason was the motivation that comes from knowing that somebody else looks at it. So, should we be on a Madrege where I do things only for Hashem with no alternative interests? Of course. But if not, then I should be honest with myself and use whatever motivation necessary for me to learn Torah Dubitz. I told you the story recently in another Q&A about a boy who was a big Balgaiva. And he went into the Rebbe to talk about his guy from his learning. He was a big Lamdan. And the Rebbe didn't say he should stop being a Balgaiva. The Rebbe just said that whatever he thinks of himself, he should be. The expression in Yiddish was new. Zolchot zayn midvas. Whatever you think of yourself, be. At least earn it. At least deserve it. And it's important for us to know our limitations. We're small people in our generation, and if we're going to be more Yiddish because people are going to give us honor, we're going to be more Yiddish because we're going to feel like Hashem is rewarding us, we're going to be more Yiddish because we're going to be motivated externally in whatever way. Go right ahead. That's how I feel. And we'll come to the Lishma Midetzai to Mitzah Hashem. One of the good things about the modern world is we all live very long and healthy. So we'll get old and healthy and we'll hold by the Madadeg of Lishma Rabbi Widowski, Allah Vashalom, I knew Rabbi Widowski, Harav Shmuel Levi Yitzchak, Allah Vashalom, he was a, a teacher at Mohan Chanech when I was starting out and we were quite close. 
I once asked him about rewarding children, and his reaction was so spontaneous. He said, bribes to the hilt. That was his answer. He, he pointed out that if you overbribe a child, you spoil a child. But the idea of giving a child an intuitive motivation to do a good thing is a good thing. And yeah, there is an idea of being Eivid Lishma. But there also is an idea of being honest with oneself. And if we do things that Ebushu should give us, let's do many good things and have much schar.